Welcome to the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, a podcast where we teach speakers how to land paid speaking engagements and corporate contracts. Each week, we deliver high-quality content that teaches you how to level up your speaking business. Be sure to join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group after having your mind blown by this information-filled episode. Now, here's your host, Ashley Kirkwood, lawyer and professional speaker. This is the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. Hey guys, this is Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast. I'm interviewing Brian Heathman today, who is the CEO of Made for Success Publishing and the author of number one bestseller, Book Marketing Reinvented, a book that was written for authors and speakers with insights on becoming a bestselling author. Brian worked for three Fortune 10 companies and shares his marketing know-how with speakers and authors, including Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins, and their most recent Wall Street Journal bestselling author, Todd Stottlemyre. All right. So welcome, Brian. Really excited to have you here and excited to hear your gems. Yeah, you betcha, Ashley. It's great to be on the show. Awesome. And can you just start by telling us how speaking plays a role in your business and how you got started in the publishing world? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you know, as a book publisher, speaking is actually kind of one of the foremost cornerstones of the success of Made for Success. So any opportunity that I get to appear at events will usually lead to some people reaching out and saying, hey, I've got some ideas that I'd like to roll out. And it almost always leads to new business from a speaker's perspective. I've actually also found it pretty rewarding to do speaking engagements and have literally spoke all over the world, talking about the process of building books, the process of writing, how to create bestsellers. And so it's opened up just a a lot of really neat opportunities. But here's kind of the origin story of Made for Success. So I was at a event. It was probably about 15 years ago. And I uh, was at a, a summer camp not too far from where I live in Seattle. And I just happened to get bunked with the keynote speaker at the event. So we were roommates at this summer camp for a weekend. So we uh, got to talking about the things that we were doing. He was telling me about the whole business of being a motivational speaker. This guy's name is Chris Widener. He's a a New York Times bestselling author, and he's actually had some pretty good success as a speaker. In fact, for a while, when I first met him, he was sort of the backup quarterback for a speaker named Jim Rohn. Jim is some that uh, a lot of people have kind of hinged a lot of their philosophies from. And of course, uh, Jim Rohn had a very successful speaking career. So Chris and I became friends. We started meeting off and on at a local Starbucks here in a town called Issaquah, where Costco is headquartered. And after about six months of these meetings, we decided to engage on a project. And here's the way it worked. We actually sat down one summer in my backyard and we called, we physically picked up the phone and called a hundred of the top speakers in the National Speakers Association and a number of the legendary speakers in the business. So we called everybody. We called past presidents of the National Speakers Association. We called Zig Ziglar. We called Tom Hopkins. We called Tony Robbins. We called Ken Blanchard. We called all these people and we would ask them if they'd be willing to license their keynote speech for us to commercialize in a box that we put together and sold into Costco. And because of that, we got about 100 speakers to say yes. 
And we started gathering keynote speeches and we started building collections and we got these things into Costco. And it became what I would call an overnight success where two guys and their cell phones started a multi-million dollar business where we were selling hundreds of thousands of these products through Costco per year. And now how did you all, because you mentioned that you called, what year was this? That's the first question. Yeah, 2005. Okay, awesome. And then did you already have, how did you first acquire the relationship with Costco in order to make that call and make that offer to the speakers? Yeah, so the Costco thing, honestly, Ashley, getting the content licensed from the speakers was probably the easy part. Mm-hmm. You know, see, there's nothing really easy about it. But the hard part was getting Costco to agree to buy the product. Now, right. here's the way it works when you're commercializing a product to Costco. You have to build the product and package it and carry it in complete. So you got to take all that risk before you even get the meeting. Okay. So we took a lot of risk. So we went out, we built three products. One was called Leadership Success. Another one was called Sales Success. And the third product was called Verbal Command. Each one of these boxes had 15 audio CDs in them. And we walked it into the buyer, the book buyer. Her name is Penny Clark. And we said, hey, would you be willing to take a chance at this audio product? It's kind of fell into the audiobook category in Costco, despite the fact that they weren't audio books right? They were keynote speeches. She bought them and we tested them in five stores and the sell-through numbers met Costco's criteria. So they went with a chain-wide buy program. And then we would get in to Costco on a good year, three times a year. On a bad year, we would get in once per year into a chain-wide buy. So, so did you already have a relationship with the audiobook buyer at Costco no. or did you reach out to her cold as well? We went in cold and there were, uh, I'll admit, a lot of stars aligned to make this whole thing happen. Now, before that, right, I'd been, I'd worked for some really big companies and the types of things that I was doing was called consumer packaged goods marketing. So I was good at building products and I was good at selling them, right? So I already kind of had a rhythm of that type of business, but here's the deal. We got into Costco in 2005. And then Costco got out of the audio CD business in 2008, okay? We then, you know, shifted over and licensed everything to Audible and became one of their top 10 publishers. But here's the funny thing, Ashley, is that as a book publisher, you know, Costco sells a lot of books. I haven't been able to get a book into Costco since 2008. So to a degree made for success, we got hit with a lucky stick pretty hard (laughs) to have this big ramp up. But what it did for us is it gave us relationship with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of motivational speakers. So here I am 15 years later, and I've got personal relationships with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the top speakers in the world. And every time I sit down and have coffee, or every time I sit down and have lunch, or every time I sit down and go out to dinner with these people, hundreds of people compounded over 15 years, we talk about the speaking business. Yeah. I'm like a walking dictionary about what it takes to be successful as a speaker. I've got all this kind of hidden knowledge. In fact, you know what? Someday I probably ought to consider writing a book about that. I bet there's a lot of people that might be interested in the things that I know. Yeah, definitely. And so it's obviously changed quite a bit. From your viewpoint, what is the most profitable way to utilize a book as a speaker? Well, you know, books are a funny thing when it comes to a speaking business. So if you're a speaker or if you aspire to be a speaker and you don't have a book that you've authored in your hip pocket, you're 
losing a lot of opportunity. Yeah. It's not just about a book, though. So what a lot of people do is they hear me say those words and go, oh, great. I'll just go out and self-publish a book. And they make horrendous mistakes that actually cost them brand points. So if you do a book, if you write a book and you do it poorly, like if it's not edited well, if the cover doesn't just rock, if the title doesn't do the job that a title needs to do, the book is going to do you an anti-service. Okay, so let's talk about an example. So right behind me, I'm sitting in a studio that we have in our office called Bestseller Studio. And one of the bestsellers that we've got here is right behind me called The Success Line. When this author came to me with this book, she came to me referred from another publisher. That publisher, in fact, it was a self-publishing company that said, hey, this author has big aspirations, but we as a self-publishing company are too small to handle it. What can you guys do at Made for Success? We know that you've had some big successes getting national distribution for books. Well, the first thing that I took a look at was the manuscript, and we did an editorial review of it where we read it and we edit parts of the manuscript and we give feedback on it. But the title was the big sticking part. So the title, when that book came to us, was It's Your Choice. It's Your Choice to Be Successful. Okay. And I thought, well, I think everybody kind of knows that, right? If you're going to be successful, <laughs> yes, it is a choice. You got to do something. So you're not telling anybody anything new. But we wanted to create a little intrigue with the title. So we retitled the book and we called it The Success Line. Okay. And then when that author went to get media interviews, in fact, Ashley, just like this, when she was doing podcast interviews, people were like this saying, what is the success line? Exactly. There has to be some intrigue there. Yeah. And then we trained her actually right here in this studio about how to talk about things that we bought into about the concept of success that were a line. What a juicy topic, right? What interviewer wouldn't want to find out what do I believe about success that's a lie, right? So it's a really fun thing. So there's some fun projects and fun things that kind of come out of this whole process. But for a speaker, writing a book is an important component. Having that book positioned properly is really important. Having the right title on the book is really important. Having a good cover on the book is vastly important. You ever hear that old adage, you can't judge a book by its cover. Okay, well, it's actually not true. There's so many choices in books right now for us to read. If the cover doesn't look right, we're not going to read it. Exactly. Because when I read a book, and I read a lot of manuscripts, right? But when I sit down to read a book, like the ones that are sitting in my, you know, on my nightstand table, I spend a good two weeks to four weeks with that book. So I'm not going to spend two weeks to four weeks on a book that's been poorly written or the ideas aren't interesting or something that I don't want to read. So it's a commitment when people commit to read your book. So that's why I say having a book is important. It slots you into where your expertise lies and it's a way for people to invest in your brain. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Quick question. Will you let me coach you for three days? Look, I know that it will be life-changing. I have seen it with my own eyes. So I want you to join me at Speak Your Way to Cash Live 2021, November 4th through the 6th. It's a hybrid event and it's our sixth 
one, okay? I'm not trying these strategies out on you all. I'll be teaching you what you need to land five and six figure corporate speaking contracts, grow your speaking business, sell to large and medium sized corporations as well as colleges and get the press that you need to start getting some of those inbound inquiries that everyone wants. We'll cover pitching, we'll cover press, we'll cover assembling your proposal and proposal writing. We'll make sure that we also cover how to deliver a rock solid speech, develop your framework. And guess what guys, if you've attended in the past, this year is 100% new content, same focus, all right? So I want you to join me there. And if you get a VIP ticket, you can meet me live. We will be live and in person in Chicago, Illinois. And so come on in. We have various safety protocols to keep everyone safe, but it's going to be one of the best investments you make in your life. And our reviews tell us that is a 100% truth. All right. So if you want to come, just go to speakyourwaytocash.com slash event. Speakyourwaytocash.com slash event, because I want to coach you for three days and help you to start speaking your way to cash. Talk to you soon, guys. Let's get back to this episode. So one of the things that I'm wondering, and I bet a lot of people are wondering now is, are you a traditional publisher or are you someone who helps authors self-publish? Because now everyone goes under the headline of a publishing company, but there are variations to how people assist authors. How do you help authors? Well, that's a very astute question, actually. So Made for Success, madeforsuccess.com. If people go to there, they're going to learn through the series of articles that I've written that there's three different ways to publish a book. Okay. Number one is traditional publishing. And let's talk about that for a minute. So you got the big four in New York. We call them the big four. It's HarperCollins and Hachette and Simon and Schuster, you know, these big mega companies. They've got Mm -hmm. their billion dollar companies with skyscrapers in Manhattan. And they are what you call a traditional publishing company. Now, to get your manuscript sold to those guys, you'll need a literary agent. Your literary agent is your salesperson that goes in and makes the pitch on these big companies. Now, they'll reject about 99% of the manuscripts that come in because the book is poorly written, because it doesn't have a good title. But most cases, it's because the author doesn't have a platform. And by platform, by traditional publishing standards, you have to have 100,000 fans. And Ashley, you and I know how hard that is to build a fan base of 100,000 people. I think every speaker that's listening to this podcast knows how tough it is to get 100,000 fans, right? So most of us, most of us mere mortals, we get shut out from those traditional publishing deals. So up pops self-publishing. That's the second way to get your book published. Self-publishing is great because for very little money, anybody can publish a book, right? So you can write your manuscript. It doesn't have to be good. You don't even have to get an editor, right, to do it. You can hire somebody on Fiverr to create a cover for 200 bucks, and you're out the door with a self-published book. And that's what a lot of people tend to do that get shut out of traditional publishing. The traditional publishing process, you know, it's going to take you 18 to 36 months to get your book out the door if you decide to go traditional. But know that 99% of those books are going to get rejected. Right. You've got a huge fan base. Self-publishing is great because you can get a book published inside of three months and the self-publishing companies will publish anything, right? Made for Success is the third choice for getting published. We're what the industry calls a hybrid publisher. So we've got traditional publishing infrastructure. We're backed with a 100-person sales team in North America and 20 people at an office in UK. We ship our books into six distribution centers. And when we publish a book in a traditional fashion, it takes us a year to publish a book, okay? 
The difference is, is when somebody comes to us with a manuscript and they want that traditional treatment, we provide that to them, but we charge a fee to do it. And we're called a hybrid publisher. Okay. Now, there's two things that are unique to today's era. You know, you've got the traditional publishing route to go, but we've just launched a new product. We call it the Amazon Optimized Publishing Approach, because here's the funny thing. And this is a little secret that most people won't tell you in the publishing world. But today, you know, we're deep into this COVID thing, right? We're almost a year into it, okay? And we're probably going to be there for a while longer. But right now, this is kind of a little secret. 70% of our revenues are coming from Amazon. Okay, why am I being secretive about that? Well, how much effort do you want to put out to get those extra 30% of sales? Hmm, right. Why not go after a full-fledged Amazon release? You know, where you've HTML coded everything, you've bolded your descriptions, you've got your endorsements, you've got an A-plus listing on Amazon, you've got it backed by Amazon advertising, you're running reviews, a review campaign, you're doing all the things that you need to optimize an Amazon release. You're going to capture a good chunk of the market. And my supposition here is that by the end of the next couple of years is that Amazon's going to chip away at more of that market share. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And you just basically gave a formula for success about, you know, what you need to do to have a successful Amazon launch because it is a lot more strategic than I think some people think. It's not just putting it on Amazon. There are some things you need to be strategic about to launch. Can you give us like the number one um, mistake that you see authors make when doing an Amazon launch on their own without guidance and what you'd recommend instead? Yeah, there are a lot of mistakes. And I think the biggest mistake is skimping on um, your cover, okay? Here's a quick lesson in books. Your title has to immediately, your title and your subtitle immediately have to tell people what the book is about in three seconds or less, okay? The cover has to lock it in and make that visual representation. And the two can't be separated, okay? So I'll give you an example. And hopefully the author of this book is a watching your podcast. But we just got a book that came in that was written by a hedge fund manager, okay? Super smart guy, very successful in the stock market. Here's the title of the book, Train to Outslug the Market. And then the picture on the book is a picture of a boxer getting punched and punched out of the ring. And that's it. That's all that's on the front cover. So what does that tell you about what the book is about? Train to Outslug the Market. And there's a picture of a boxer. Ashley, if you had to guess, what's that book about? Something I, about a market, but this, the market isn't defined in boxing. <laughs> yeah. So is it the market of boxing, right? It doesn't mention the stock market. It doesn't mention investing. But this guy is a really smart guy, right? I mean, yeah. he's smarter than I am, but just not smart about books. Yes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Title, book, that has to be cohesive. Do your review. You mentioned the review campaign, which sounds really helpful and fun. And just something that you don't necessarily think about, a review campaign being strategic about getting those reviews on Amazon. I want to shift gears for a bit to hear more about how books can help speakers in the pandemic specifically, because now a lot of speakers are trying to figure out how to do that. So how can a book help speakers right now today? And we're recording this about a year into the pandemic. Yeah. All right. So let's put yourself in the uh, shoes of meeting planner real quick. Okay. So the meeting planner is tasked by their boss. Let's say the meeting planner works for a large association or they work for a corporation and the corporation says, hey, 
everybody's been locked at home for the last year. Everybody's going stir crazy. It's Groundhog Day over and over and over again. We need somebody who can come in and fire up our team of, let's say it's a team of salespeople and get them energized about hitting their numbers this year or this quarter, okay? But we're not going to go to Las Vegas. We're not going to play golf. We're not going to have earth, wind, and fire come in and entertain us, you know? So it's up to the speaker to carry the day, right? Okay, so there's the backdrop. Now, the meeting planner, who's a pro, right? Probably been doing this for years or decades. They've got to go through, maybe it's a speaker's bureau, and pick a speaker that's going to somehow turn the crank of their people. So they'll go out to the Speaker's Bureau. The Speaker's Bureau website's promoting the pilot who landed his plane on the Hudson and survived. They're promoting the guy who got his arm stuck in a rock and had to cut it off with a pocket knife, right? You know, the guy that they made that Netflix movie out of. Mm -hmm. They'll be talking to an ex-president. You know, President Obama and Michelle Obama, they're out speaking. They might even, you know, come across Bill Clinton. So how am I going to compete with that, right? I mean, that's a really, really tough thing. So one differentiator is the quality of your book and the cleverness of how you address that topic. It may just be that your clever approach to that book will win you out a speaking engagement against that level of competition, Okay, so if you're a thought leader and you're thinking different about, for instance, how to invest in the stock market. Well, today, you know, if it were me, I'd be talking about the disruption of the small retail investor taking on Wall Street. That would be an intriguing thing. In fact, that book got picked up last week. This is a timely thing. So if you're listening Mm -hmm podcasts in a timely fashion, that book got a $250,000 advance on royalties from the traditional publishing companies, because that's a timely topic. Everybody's talking about the Robin Hood thing and the GameStop controversy and the AMC. So anyway, a book like that, talking about investing and how the little guy can fight back against the hedge fund manager. I mean, that's an interesting topic. Yeah, no, it is. And I think that for a lot of speakers, one thing I think every speaker can take from this and keep in mind is that if you have a physical product, a book or a workbook or an ebook, don't discount any of those things. Make sure that you use it as a way to sell the meeting planner on the experience that it provides. A lot of speakers are going to be able to come in and do a speech, but you can very clearly say, I have a digital companion guide that goes along with my speech. I will be giving them a PDF fillable workbook that they can take alongside the speech and work with me. And you can even make it something that you throw in complimentary, or you can give them a bulk buying discount for those additional products. So it can increase your rate, but you should be, if you have a physical book, you should be making it an experience saying like, Hey, I'm happy to ship X amount of books out to everyone that I speak to. And it's a part of the experience of me coming speaking as the keynote. And it may be something that you all can do. Just don't discount the value of having a physical product alongside your speech. And if you have the manpower to ship it to everyone who you'll be speaking to in advance, then that is a huge value add for the meeting planner to really make it a personal touch or a personalized event. Um, Larger companies are already shipping stuff. So you can just ship all of your books to them and have them included as a bonus. And it it just is an experiential thing for them to have your book, ideally before you present, have read it. It adds to your credibility and it could be a really powerful experience for them to provide for their people as well. Yeah, now let me share this thought with you, Ashley. So with our Amazon Optimized Publishing Program, we have 
a marketing line item that we include with that to make that author a number one bestseller on Amazon. Okay, so once your book goes bestseller on Amazon forever, forever, you'll be able to be introduced is this is Brian Heathman, the best-selling author of number one bestseller. It's a funny name from the last book that I wrote. I actually called it number one bestseller because the book is being bought by authors who want to figure out how to get a number one bestseller, right? Right. But now when anybody does my bio, they say, I'd like to introduce Brian Heathman, the best-selling author of fill in the blank. Last week, we had one of our authors, a guy named Todd Stottlemyre. His book went all the way up to number two on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Now, imagine that credential for just a minute. Yeah. He goes in to do a speaking engagement or he goes in to compete for one of those speaking engagements against the pilot who landed his plane on the Hudson. And he says, my name is Todd Stottlemyre and I am the author of the Wall Street Journal bestselling book, The Observer. Okay. It's hard to argue that credential. Yeah. So that's the other piece about having a book and doing it well and getting that bestseller ticket in your hip pocket. That'll carry through your speaking business forever. And it's probably one of the most powerful credentials that we as speakers can have. Yeah, no, definitely. You've given some amazing tips and things for us to think about today already. How can people get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more about your hybrid services for their book project? Sure. Yeah. In fact, if you visit uh, madeforsuccess.com, that'll give you the whole array of things that we do, all the way from uh, what we call the draft a book experience, where we sit down with you and help you write your book, to getting it published through this Amazon optimized publishing service. But definitely come to the website and check us out. There's plenty of opportunities for you to send me a note to book an appointment on my calendar, because I'd love to hear from you and your book. And also have a strategic conversation about how your book can be used to increase your speaking fees or to stimulate more demand for your keynote. Yes, definitely. Please check out Brian's website. I will be sure to link it in the show notes. And then also just look at his website and check out his book, which if you just search his name on Amazon, it will come right up. You will see the title and number one bestseller is in the title and you'll see all the amazing reviews. Thank you so much, Brian, for joining us on this Way to Cash podcast. I will talk to you guys a little bit later. Yeah, Ashley, this has been a pleasure. And I can hardly wait to look back and talk to you about trademarks at some stage. So this has been a true honor for you to have me on the show. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We may even have to have you back about that because that's a huge topic (laughs) for authors and everyone else. But yeah, guys, so we'll talk to you guys next time. Check out Brian's stuff and I'll be sure to link to everything. All right. Wasn't that interview amazing? If you're anything like me, you have pages full of notes. But here's the thing. Before you head out, I want you to go to Facebook.com and... Join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. That is where I am. That's where a ton of other speakers are, a ton of other people who listen to the show. All We all congregate there and chat. And it's 100% free. Now, if you're ready to take your speaking career to the next level, I have two ways for you to do that. One, you can go to ashleynicolekirkwood.com slash SYWTC live replay and pick up the live replay. That training is seven modules, chock full of information. It's crazy. Go over there, read all about it. Or... If you want a more personal experience, you're already, you already know that you want to be a speaker. You're ready to fully commit and you want someone to walk you through it and save you tons of time Googling and doing it on your own. Then book a VIP day with me. You can go to AshleyNicoleKirkwood.com, scroll down until you see the VIP day section and get more information on that there. All right. Thank you guys again for watching. Please do not forget to leave us a review. That is how we keep this train rolling and get some of the best speakers in the world to get on this show. So please, please, please leave a review. 
Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook in the Speaker Way to Cash group. Instagram at at the Ashley Nicole Show. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you and say hi. All right, y'all have an awesome, awesome day.